0: The Marching Roundtable is proud to be an official media partner of Drum Corps International and Music for All. The balloons, the rainbow, the
1: rifle line, the horn line, all these things were incredible. So we want the kids to have this experience, this performance experience, this bonding friendships, this instructional excellence that may or may not result in high placements, but will result in love, you know, by the audiences and uh, create bonds that will last forever for those kids
2: think about you know when you were young and when you got in that first core wherever it may have been it doesn't matter and the experiences you had it doesn't matter honestly where you placed you know i've got friends that are in the number one and in the number 30 you know I, it doesn't matter everybody goes through the same journey the journey is what it's all about that's Dr. Jay Smith and Russ Chandler,
3: who, along with Dale Antoine, talk with us on this podcast about the Skywriters Performing Arts Foundation, the new organization that's been created to bring the Skywriters from and Bugle Corps back to the field. They're holding clinics and educational performing opportunities for students this year as a way to bring this great corps back to the activity we all love.
1: This is about the kids and us giving them this opportunity for an experience that all four of us have shared with different groups maybe, but have shared. There's something about getting on a bus full of smelly people so excited about the performance you just had that uh, will change a person. It it just will. And that's what we're about is giving these, these students this new lease on their musical life Go to skywriterspaf.org
3: to learn more and perhaps make a donation. Everyone can see the video version of this podcast on the Marching Roundtable YouTube channel. There's a link to that video where this podcast is located at the Marching Roundtable. Thanks to the sponsor of this podcast, Fred J. Miller Incorporated, found at fjminc.com roundtable. Skywriters create a path to return to the field on the Marching Roundtable.
0: podcast is sponsored by FJM, Fred J. Miller Incorporated. FJM is the leader in marching arts uniform manufacturing and continues to lead the charge through groundbreaking design, superior service, and over 60 years of industry innovation. The Cesario collection of marching band uniforms is 100% machine washable, includes a limited lifetime warranty, and makes the fitting process a breeze with their Adjust-A-Cuff, and Adjust-A-Hem technology. Now is the perfect time to create a new image for your program. Chat with a live FJM representative or schedule your complimentary consultation today at fjminc.com slash roundtable. That's fjminc.com slash roundtable. Fred J. Miller Incorporated, family owned and operated since 1960.
3: Hey everybody, it's Tim Hinton, the Beast of the Marching Arts, and I am so excited about this podcast conversation. We're talking Skyriders, everybody, and who doesn't want to talk about Skyriders? I have such fond memories of the Skyriders from from back in my early years in drum corps, and I think there's a chance they may be showing up on a field again one day. So we're going to find out about that on the line tonight. Russ Chandler's here. How are you, Russ? I'm
2: doing great. How are you doing?
3: I am so good. Thank you for being here. Jay Smith's with us. Jay, how are you?
1: I am well. Good to be here.
3: Absolutely. And Dale Antoine is with us. Dale, how are you? Very good. Thanks for doing this. Absolutely. And if you're lucky enough to be watching this on video, you will see that Russ is rocking his Skyriders t-shirt, which I love. Very nice. Um, and actually, there's a drumhead behind you. Um, is, that, is that also, a? you want to tell us what that is?
2: It's actually, it's not a, a Sky, I do have a Skyriders one. It's just not in this room. Um, and it's this one's just from the past season at DCI because I volunteer with Dale and DCI event staff. So we, we know a lot of the folks, and a lot of the folks are really generous about doing this kind of thing. But I do, from I marched in 83, um, this is a few years ago, but I do have a drum head similar to this one. And it's got everybody, at least from the drum line on it. It's hard to get everybody from the core. But... Uh, very really, cool, really take that. I'm really proud of that.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. So go ahead and introduce yourself further, Russ. Uh, you started mentioning about your drum corps, but tell us about who you are and your connection to Skyriders.
2: Well, my name is Russ Chandler. I live in Columbia, Missouri. Um, that's where I was living at the time when I was in the Skywriters. My parents are from here, and I pretty much grew up here. I didn't go to school here. Uh, I went to Missouri Western St. Joseph, but uh, during my college years, I did go to Skyriders for that one year. Um, March base two on the 1983 season. That was a year that the only year DCI went to Miami, Florida. So that was quite memorable for, for people who remember that year. And there's quite a few of them from what I understand. <laughs> Talk about those fond memories of Miami. Oh, wow. it was like the one year. <laughs> Absolutely. I was <laughs> there. My, uh, my affiliation, like I said, going forward from just my skyriders, Um, Ever since then, you know, I've worked with numerous drum lines. I'm a percussionist. Um, Obviously, I worked with a lot of drum lines over the years, high school. Um, I did a little teching with with the Skyriders right after I left them in 83. I came back in 84 for a little while. Um, But since then, you know, I've been involved with a lot of different programs. And I've been involved, like I said, volunteering with DCI, volunteering with WGI, with BOA. I still do all those things hard to get away from it and when the Skyrider project came up, how could I not jump on board? You know, so really glad to be here. But that that's the extent of my my stuff.
3: That's awesome. I gotta tell you, volunteers are so, so important. My hat's off to you and everybody else that gives their time into this activity that we all love. So thank you for doing that. I started with you, Russ, because you were the ones that sort of reached out to me and said, Hey, we'd love to talk to you. So I appreciate am I
2: right about that? Yeah. yeah. Well you know we had you had that other uh, webcast I did with you when we were just talking, kind of nostalgic about the Skyriders, you're absolutely talking about older groups, maybe that weren't around anymore. So, yeah, really happy that you're willing to do this as well.
3: Oh gosh, of course! I mean, who didn't want to talk about drum corps? Jay Smith, tell us about who you are and what your connection is here.
1: Yeah, uh, Dr. Jay Smith. I'm the president of the Yellowstone Center for Faith, Adventure, and the Arts in Bozeman, Montana. Um, I marched in Hutch and the Skyriders in 1981 and in 1983 with with Russ, and um, gosh, I first saw them in 1970, I think it was eight, in uh, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Uh, One As a matter of fact, it was was the first drum corps show in Oklahoma, and uh, there was a lot of great corps there. Madison was there, Uh, uh, Kilties were there, I believe, but Skyriders stole the show. It was just full of energy and excitement. And, you know, I started writing letters immediately to George Tuthill and the gang, but it was not until 1981, my junior year of high school, that I could actually go in March. And uh, it changed my life. Um, everything that I do and have accomplished in my life has been driven by how the Sky Riders shaped me as a person. Um, as an educator as a musician all of that so uh, it's a it's a great privilege to be an alum of the Skyriders.
3: very cool i love it i will never forget that the skywriters and that rainbow appearing and like you know that's memorable stuff everybody like that sticks with you dale Antoine is with us dale tell us about yourself and your connection to skywriters
4: well, I, I'm the old man. Um, so I started in, in 1970 with the Jets, which was the feeder corps of Skyriders, back when you actually had feeder corps uh, and stuff. I marched from uh, in one year in the Jets, then in Skyriders from 71 through 78. I was on staff, visual staff, for a couple of years, and then I left the activity. Came back in uh, the fall of 85 and was uh, in 86, 87, 88, was the corps director uh the three years we made finals uh and then uh uh moved to uh just outside of green bay wisconsin and uh i've been doing uh uh dci work uh, i'm the events event staff manager and a bunch of other stuff i do with dci for the last 20 some years um but then uh presently i'm the vice president of the board jay is the president of the board i'm vice president of the board uh jay uh just give a little background. Jay reached out to Steve Vickers with an idea, and then Steve uh, got a hold of me, and then I got a hold of Jay, and then it just has kind of mushroomed from there. And uh, and so uh, we are excited to uh, launch this ship, um, but we realize it's it's going to be a slow moving ship for a while until we get all our ducks in a row, and we've done a lot of a lot of work.
3: Okay. Well, I cannot wait to dig into all of that, but before we do, I have to ask one question. Every drum corps calls itself by something that everybody else doesn't call it by. And Jay, you sort of in passing said, I marched at Hutch. So is that what the people, is that what corps members call Skyriders?
1: Yeah. I've never called it anything else other than (laughs) Hutch. Love it. I've heard, I've heard different things uh, from people outside of the corps, but it's, you know, you know, you're with an alum when they say, "Yeah, I marched in the Hutch too," or something like that. Yeah,
4: amazing.
3: And with Dale, was it the Hutch all the way back when you were marching too? It's I
4: mean... been, yeah, it's always been Hutch. Oh yeah. Uh, and with... and we do want to make sure that when it did move to Texas, I'm sure they called it something other than the Hutch. But the old time people um, have always called it Hutch. In fact, it drives my wife nuts. Nuts. She hear <laughs> <laughs> the So. Uh, no so I, it's uh, uh she's not a cams person so but yeah that's what we always call it riders it's either riders you don't usually use sky in front of it just riders or hutch yep
3: okay so right. i but see i don't want to be like presumptive tonight and be like okay so let's talk about hutch because i'm not like an insider so I, if i say sky riders don't don't roll your eyes at me but everybody listening that's- if you are a, if you're a hardcore drumcore fan you want to know these kind of things. I love reading. Them. Of course I'm a phantom regiment guy, but everybody calls it the regiment. Right. And so a lot of times when people suddenly like get on the staff with, with the regiment, they find themselves saying, Oh, phantom this, and they have to stop and correct themselves. So I'm, I'm like, this is really interesting. Sort of what everybody calls himself. <laughs> because That was such a detour. I'm really sorry. Jay, back to you. Uh-huh. You're, 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 you've got this giant project going, fill us in what's going on.
1: Well, you know, um, Gosh, for the last 10 years, I've been here in Bozeman with the Institute uh, the Center for uh, Faith, Adventure in the Arts. And um, one of the things that I do is I actually I recruit in the central states area for students, uh, Oklahoma, Kansas, uh, Missouri and, and Arkansas, because I know those places. And for a number of years, I actually stayed in Hutchinson um, when I was speaking at colleges in the area. And one of the things that just struck my heart was I remembered how many hours of practice time I spent in the in the bingo hall or on the the, the field behind Gowan Stadium. And um, you know the the relationships that I made and the, the Sunday night drive-in movies we would go to way after rehearsal was over and um, just just what, how much this place meant to me and conversely how much the people meant to me. And so on a whim right before COVID, um, because, you know, as, as president of a graduate school, uh, I have a little, I, I have no problems calling other presidents. So uh, I spoke to, uh, just made a random call to the president of the community college in Hutchinson, just to see if there was a possibility they'd be interested in partnering with a group of people to resurrect this group that had meant so much to Hutchinson from really 19 the early 1950s up until the late 90s when Dale was there. And he completely entertained that. He said, yes, let's talk about this. Let's get me a pro forma. And quite frankly, I wasn't sure if I'd get past that first meeting, we'd have a cup of coffee and we'd be done. Um, But what I found out over the ensuing period of time as we formed the board and got things together is how many heartstrings uh, Hutch had pulled over the years, Um, whether it was the Rainbow or it was uh, the Wizard of Oz show or the West Side Story show um, or the Sound of Music show, you know, or some of those crazy jazz things that, you know, Russ and I did with the rest of the gang back in the early 80s and, and late 70s. And the community response to, oh, my gosh, I remember the Skyriders. oh, you're thinking about coming back and doing this, was in and of itself really almost enough reward, just the fact that the community was so excited about that. The alumni base was excited. And so I had met Steve Vickers, gosh, back in the 90s. I taught at the Naval Academy as the drum corps director and judged for DCA and Uh, you know, had a chance to meet Steve for the first time, and we immediately bonded over the Skyriders. I was judging DCA finals, and he was there to cover it for Drum Corps World. And it it was as if we had this huge, as you know, you know, with regiment, this extended family that just goes around the world literally for us. And so as we have, as this whole thing has evolved for us, Um, And it's it's been incredible. The fact that Russ is on with us. Uh, We have a number of of uh, alums that have done many things that are involved with us. And to look at the pedigree of the people in the activity that Hutch birthed, if you will, Carl Lowe. um, A lot of a lot of the Skyrider rifle line has gone on Tommy Keenum, Alan Muggenborg, Wes Cartwright. All these all these guys are designers and guard instructors and uh you push the activity a whole new level up uh, lee carlson uh was a, was the guard instructor when, when russ and i marched <laughs> um, and it's it's it turned into something just incredibly special and people want that special back again and so it's it's from that point on we formed the board you know, Dale was on early with us. Uh, uh, alum Craig Cauldron was on early with us. He marched back in the 70s, uh, aged out in 1980. Um, Chris Knighton, the University of Arkansas director of bands, who did horns for the Skyriders in 86, marched with myself and Russ in, in the early 80s, is just gung ho. Darren Davis of Broken Arrow High School is an alum. Wow. The Skyriders, these Huge, are some big you know, names, Jay. Yes. Like, the,
3: these are big time names that you're dropping off here,
1: <laughs> and they're friends. Uh, and it's and, and we look back on this, and we all of us bond over this. And the fact that the Corps itself back in those early days was willing to maybe take some chances, you know, the, the rifle line and the, of the Skyriders in between 1980 and 1984 was spectacular. And it spawned some of the craziest visuals, you know, ever, I think, really. Triple Rifle, Leapfrog, uh, Death Row, all of these kind of things. And, um, and they're friends, you know. Uh, and so we, we just we enjoy our, our, our time together. And one of the things we want for kids to know nowadays isn't simply the competitiveness of BCI. We've got to make finals. We've got to make top six, yada, yada, yada. Because for Skyriders, you know, the fact that Dale was able to get the court in ninth place was like incredible. You know, we were so used to being bottom dwellers and we had grown used to that and like that because the audience still loved us, right? The balloons, the rainbow, the rifle line, the horn line, all these things were incredible. So we want the kids to have, this experience, this performance experience, this bonding friendships, this this instructional excellence that may or may not result in high placements, but will result in love, you know, by the audiences and uh, create bonds that will last forever for those kids.
3: It's fantastic. So Dale, what is the aspiration here? Um, are we, are, where are we starting? Where are you guys starting with this process?
4: So- so let's go back to last summer. Well, let's go back. In October of 22, uh, a group of us met, um, J.I., um, Steve, um, and Craig, and we said, okay, how are we going to do this? So by June, May, I think it was, May, June of 23, we had four in the board of directors. We had uh, got the 501c3. All that, All the infrastructure work was done. You know, your bylaws, all that stuff was done put a board together, put advisory board together. Um, and then um, I made contact with Pat Sidling out of Blue Devils, who's a friend, and said, hey, I looked at their schedule, and I said, hey, uh, you're in you're in, uh, in Colorado. You've got to go to Broken Arrow. Where are you going in between? Well, <laughs> the year that before they had stayed in Great Bend, that was not available. I said, well, why don't you come to Hutch? And so we had the idea that you come to Hutch, we'll throw a clinic, All the area band direct all the area band students. You can have a stadium for the day to use, and if you do a performance that night, don't need to do it in uniform. Just do a performance, and that's kind of started. We we didn't know what to expect. We worked with the junior college, and um, we ended up between I think 175 200 kids at this clinic for the afternoon. Uh, We probably had somewhere in the neighborhood of 750 800 people came and watched two hours of rehearsal uh, (laughs) for Blue Devils. And then we kind of said, well, you know what? This might be going a little faster than we thought this was going to go. because we didn't know what to expect. We walked in that weekend. I can tell you, Jay and I and Russ, we walked in that weekend. We didn't know for exactly if there were going to be 50 kids there or what. And we ended up with almost 200. And so um, we said we we, we need to maybe move our timeline up on how we're going to do this. So – We have now gone to the fact that we have, we're going to hold clinics. We've got clinics, 10 clinics set up between January and January and through, uh, the first part of June, both, you know, we're going to percussion, brass winds, um, and color guard. We've got our clinicians all lined up, both alumni and not alumni. For for example, you're a big phantom guy, JD Shaw, who writes their book as a sky He's coming in to do a clinic, um, not only with the kids, but directors, And so we have these set up over the next, what, four or five months with the hope of also doing a performance. So I went to DCI and I said, hey, uh, we'd like to get a show back in DCI in in Hutch. Um, And we saw on July 16th, same day as Broken Arrow in Abilene, there's a show in Hutch. So we got Madison Troopers, um, Blue Stars Battalion, I think Colt Cadets are all coming. And so the hope is to do maybe a little performance, uh, at that show, um, working off, you know, the culmination of what we've done over the spring and winter. Uh, and th- that's the hope. And then we'll reevaluate, you know, how all this went and decide, okay, what's the next step. And of course, all a lot of this is all contingent on, uh, on fundraising, which we've started. We've had some, some decent results, uh, you could always use more. Uh, we went. Or Jay went. Uh, Jay and I found a uh, a, uh, a community foundation in Hutch. Jay wrote a grant. Um, they gave us ten thousand dollars to help uh, offset the cost of these clinics. So, as Jay said, there's a lot of goodwill within the community saying, "You know what? We really like to see, see see how this could work." And when you get a foundation who you know. It's been 40 years. Some of these people, you know, looked at us like some people knew who we were. They remembered us. Some were probably going, what the hell is this? You know, and but they, you know, but they, hey, they gave us a they gave us a grant, um, which was extremely generous. So we're going to, you know, end of January, I think it's January 27th, so our first percussion clinic uh, in Hutch. We've got schools lined up and everything. And so it's it's that's how we're going to progress. We're going to see how this works over the spring and spring and winter. And by the end of next summer, we'll have a game plan on where it's going next.
3: Well, I got to tell you guys
4: with the hope, with the hope, the hope hope is taking this to sound sport. Maybe it it may be a drum line, whatever, whatever direction it takes. We're not there yet to know exactly what direction it's going to take, but, and how fast it's going to take. But, um, yeah that's that's the uh that's the move
3: yeah and dci has been wonderful about creating this sort of model now where there's a way to sort of start and move and grow and i think that's the whole SoundSport thing and then everything that goes with that on the other activities i think that's really smart i gotta tell you guys like you are like you know how to get a crowd okay let's see we need a bunch of people to show up oh yeah let's just call in a let's call into blue devils Like like that's pretty amazing, you know. Like, okay, connections, connections help. Gosh, absolutely. Connections are everything, everybody. It's all about relationships. You know, these guys are living proof. Never burn a bridge, right? Like, keep goodwill (laughs) going with everybody. You know, that's so amazing. So, I have a question: These clinics are they own? Are they for anybody? Are they only for people that think they want to like march with the Corps this summer or whatever you're going to do? Like, how, how are they being? Um, how like who all can participate? They
1: they are for everybody. So, and by that, I mean uh, school-age students from, you know, roughly 14 to uh, college age. So the drum corps age range. And, you know, of course, since 1989 or 1990, there have been no drum corps in Kansas, none. And the, the marching activity in the state has floundered a bit, uh, unlike Texas and Oklahoma and some of the other, Missouri, et cetera the florist kansas has, has, has struggled a bit and so you know our deal is the you know, sky's performing arts foundation wants to be a benefit to uh reno county and, and other kansas county uh, band programs uh we want to help you be better than what than uh than you can have then you can imagine we want to give uh, our directors um information that they're they want or are looking for so You know, for example, Darren Davis is going to talk about show programming and rehearsal strategies. Uh, J.D. Shaw about making your ensembles, you know, just sound better, approaches to that sound. Uh, Chris Knighton is going to do something similar to that. Uh, We've got Taha Ahmed, who's coming up from Monarch Percussion in Houston, who's the uh, Mandarin's caption head. And one of his folks, uh, Khalees Conger, and they're going to talk about marching percussion, you know, in your marching band, how to integrate all of this better than what we do. Um, and so it's, it's really about us providing through our contacts, through our abilities, uh, more opportunities for students and directors in this area. That, so they'll, they'll benefit from this. The outside benefit for us, obviously, is now we're exposing ourselves to the greater band in Kansas community. We have had uh, real great cheerleaders, obviously with the Blue Devils, but with other cores as well, wanting to see us come back. Um, And with these Kansas kids, it's about, it's in a way, it's a reintroduction uh, to them, to their own local core. And the opportunities that we bring to them, um, you know, outside of the, the school year in terms of the summer performance programs, that kind of stuff. So it's it's a re- the real face of the SRPAF clinics is about on, number one is we want to help you we want to be a, a an asset for you and the Skyriders coming back to Hutchinson is not a drag on the resources it's actually an empowerment of the resources that's how we see it anyway.
3: Well, I love it. That's very exciting. So um, before Russ, you're up next. I'm coming to you next. But before we go there, if somebody's like. I want to check out this clinic. I might want to send my kids. Like, where do they go?
4: Uh, to go to the website, um, uh, skyriderspaf.org. It will have a clinic schedule, it'll have a registration uh, uh, link, and they can register and do it. And like I said, anybody, any, you know, we've already got interest from Northern Oklahoma. Northern Oklahoma. Uh, but one of the things we realized, one of the things we really emphasize, we first started this is we got to start local. You know, um, when I when when I got done being director with Skyriders, there was very few, whether well, very few kids from Hutch, or from Kansas, and that kind of just how it's. You know, when I when I was March in the 70s, everybody was from Hutch or right outside Hutch, and then uh, George Tuthill came and the, and, and the core started to grow. But and and when the core grows and gets better, of course you're going to attract people from uh from outside the area, and we had kids from all over the country. By the time you know we were there, but then you kind of lose you kind of lose that connection with the local base, and we realized to get this restarted, we got to concentrate on the local base, um, sure, uh, and get that movement started so we can get uh, financial backing from not only the business community, uh, because Hutch isn't exactly a huge. I mean, we're talking forty thousand people. You know, uh, it's known for a couple of different things, but. Uh, Music education might not be one of them, you know, as far as uh, uh, where it's gone over the years. So hopefully that's what we're trying to do is just bring back a local base and then and see where it goes from there. And then always always maintain that local base. we got to maintain that local base.
3: Yeah, it's, it's very smart. So everybody, remember, it's Skyriders, P-A-F, and that's R-Y-D-E-R, S anybody I, I imagine if you spelled it the other way, it might show up anyway. But uh yeah, so yeah, a lot so, of
4: people like to put an I in there. There's no I,
3: I, it's R Y, everybody. Okay, so um us, us old school guys know that for sure, I guess. Um or you can look at Russ's shirt. So Russ, what did you think? The first <laughs> the first time somebody calls you or you hear about this, what was your reaction?
1: Well Russ is figuring it out. Let me let me say some things about Russ. Um we got this going early on and we have a really fantastic alumni group on Facebook and Russ has been a part of that for a long time and um I think one of the things when this when this first really came out I hadn't even really said anything we hadn't gone public with it but Russ could smell it <laughs> he could actually sniff <laughs> out what we were doing and he he contacted me directly and he said, Jay, I want to be involved. You know, what what can I do? This is before we went public and it became really obviously really quick that, you know, of course I know Oklahoma um, pretty well. I actually went to Broken Arrow High School, but Missouri has always been a really strong recruiting place for the Skyriders, and, you know, Russ's connections with the local area high schools, um, with uh, guard kids, with percussion kids, with his ability to, you know, uh, go out and find uh, equipment for us has been incredible. I mean, I'm still, let's face it, I'm still a working hack. Russ is too, (laughs) but how how he makes extra time to go and and look at a drum set section for us um, and do the things he does also while, while working for Dale and and dci and bands of america as well has been incredible i I think that in many ways uh russ has has driven us as a group to uh be better and you know when when things look tough uh he he is the guy who we turn to who will say you know let's maybe we can try this. Or if I say we can't spend that much money on that, he says, okay, well, I actually found it for $5,000 instead of $22,000. Awesome. And, uh, that, that's just huge. Um, when we did our, our, uh, the show, the blue devils rehearsal, of course it was one of those 100 degree days in Kansas. So it was pretty unmerciful at that point in time. Um, but Russ was there. He had he had brought with him several uh, of his friends from you know from Missouri who helped. I had no idea who these people were. You know they were in their early 30s, late 20s. You know how Russ knows all of these people, right? Uh, that are not geriatric like Dale and I. <laughs> uh, it was just amazing. And and these and he's gotten these these two friends of his um, to to be very involved with us and to, and to help make it go. So, awesome, you know, I, I can't say enough about, you know, Russ's participation with us and what he's meant to us. Cool. And continues to mean to us. I mean, let's face it, Tim, he set us up with you. So ah, that's,
3: he, that's he, his
1: connectivity, right? He,
3: yes, he is a very connected guy. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jay, for all that stuff.
2: I don't know if that's all true, but
1: thank you. <laughs> oh, Russ, we appreciate you, buddy. It's been a big deal for us for you to be with us.
2: Okay, that's so... A- so
3: I'm coming right back to you, Russ.
2: Oh, it's okay. When they
3: first called, when you first heard about—well, obviously he just said you sort of sniffed it out. What did you think? What was your first reaction? first
2: reaction? Well, my first reaction is all right. You know, kind of jumping for joy. You know, my old core's coming back. You know that you hate seeing anybody die. That was great. You know, and we've seen too many cores do that. You know, and, and we're one of them. Um, so I was more than happy to tr- to give it a shot. Whatever I could do to help, you know, I think anybody would think that, you know. So I I think my biggest strong suit, and I think Jake kind of hit on it, is is connections because, you know, working with a lot of the groups that I have, and, and with you know through DCI I work with Dale, and I've gotten to lo- know a lot of the core directors. He mentioned Pat Siling; he's a friend of mine as well. In fact, I'm going to go see him next week, and uh, you know, it's just like y- those those friendships last forever. And my involvement with just since, I I don't know how, I I haven't even been with it for a year yet. Like these guys have been for longer. You know, I've gotten to know some of the old alumni that I forgot about. And even some that I didn't even know, you know, when I was marching, they were in the same core that I was, you know, I I don't know how it was for a Phantom Regiment, but back in the day, it's like, if you're a drummer, you kind of hung with the drummers. If you're a horn player, you kind of hung with the, you know, the horn players and, and same with the guard. And, you know, once in a while you'd have that little interaction, but on a regular basis you're pretty much with your section. And so I've gotten to know some horn players. This one in particular is like, you know, it's, it's just great, you know, to, to to form those relationships. Even after all these years, it's just like walking into a, a convenience store and you see somebody with a drum corps shirt on, specifically a Skyrider shirt maybe or something, and you, and you you can just pick up a conference conversation out of nowhere and i think we all have experienced that and you know to be involved with this project has just been wonderful you know i'm so looking forward to see where it's headed and i know it's headed for good things and great times and so i'm looking forward to that
3: i love it well you guys have sort of all alluded to it so many drum corps disappear we all, we all miss them. And so the idea that we can, we can resurrect, resurrect them and they can once again be a great place for students to have these great experiences that we all had and loved. I, I love that very much. Jay, it sounds to me like you guys are doing this in a really smart way. You're starting local. You're starting with clinics. You're doing good in the community. You're building that, that sort of, um, you know, com- camaraderie and community around where you are starting maybe with SoundSport, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do you guys have a timeline that you're hoping for or you've been surprised it's going fast? Like, do you have an idea where you are? Well, wait, I'm asking five questions at once. Let me stop and say, when you said you might do some some sort of performance this summer, tell me what, what does that look like? Is it like a sound sport kind of thing? Is it like whoever you can get from the clinics that wants to put something together? Like, how's that going to work?
1: Yeah, I, I, how I see this really right now is uh, we want the kids in the clinics to uh, to thrive. They know that you know their their attendance at clinics is going to essentially qualify them to be able to do the music and do the performance with us. Uh, I can imagine that the the performance will be essentially in skyrider t-shirts and and shorts sure. depending on the the Kansas heat on that day, which was extreme last year. And uh, you know it this is, again, uh, what I what I envision is is probably a concert arc that does a, maybe a couple of drill moves, but not much. Sure. But re, re, revisits uh, some aspects of what it means to be a Skyrider. Uh, we'll do a fanfare of, for example, "Home on the Range." Uh, the core back in '79, I think it was '79, played Chuck Man Jones, Echano uh, We've always done some you know, some great Spanish tunes over time. And then uh, a version of Over the Rainbow. We cannot not do Over the Rainbow. Of course. Um, so, uh, you know, enough to give the kids a taste of the kind of performance that we experience and to let it feed into, you know, a greater uh, event or happening. So, you know, Dale's right. Our goal would be, you know, hopefully... Uh, in the fall to start a drum line and a winter guard. We would continue on through the year doing uh, wind brass camps uh, in order to, you know, really see 2025, have a really strong sound sport group, right. Come out. Um, yeah. Just down below the, the border with us is Zephyrus in Tulsa, which is a sound sport group. So three hours away. So it'd be really nice to, kind of draw off of that energy that they're producing. Uh, this also buys us time to uh, procure uh, brass instruments. Uh, you know, a, a match set actually uh, uh, enables us to uh, follow up on more percussion equipment, those kind of things. Sure. And, you know, if, the, if, I, if I found out anything in my research in, you know, with Russ's help and Dale's help and Steve, uh, this isn't an inexpensive activity anymore. And, <laughs> you know, you got kids shelling out five grand, six grand for a summer. And, you know, I, of course, I've heard all the responses. It, it costs more to go to a two week golf camp than it does to do drum corps for the summer. You know, I, I, I get that, I understand that. But at the very same time, how do we do this so that kids can afford to do this? Sure and what what do we need to do to be excellent and entertaining without totally breaking the bank and that comes down to donors and sponsorships and sure you know those kind of <clears throat> things rather than simply charging the kids a ton of money so that's and that's my job and the board's job our job is to make sure the kids have an excellent experience without having to you know, again break yeah. the bank or do GoFundMe pages or whatever.
3: Yeah, so this is my point where I'm going to interrupt and say, okay, so someone's listening and they're like, I want to see the Skywriters out there again. Where do they go to make a donation?
4: Same website? Same website. Yes. There's a big, there's a big, nice, large donate button on there. <laughs> All
3: um, right, everybody. Yeah, give yes. give three dollars, give five dollars, give a hundred dollars. Yes. We all want to. So Skyriders with a Y, P A F, is it dot com or dot org? What was it? Dot org, dot org, org. So yes. all right. So I have a couple of questions. So you just mentioned not breaking the bank, trying to make this work. So I have a question. Like, is that rainbow like in storage somewhere? Like, like in a in a nuclear shelter? where it's hidden away safely? Like, or, or is that going to have to be reproduced?
1: You know, I, I, my gut is, is and my take on this from a number of our people is, is it, it's, it's gone. Um, so it'll have <laughs> to been be a while. reproduced. It's been a yeah, while. It's, it's <laughs> been a while. It'll have to be reproduced, but that's not a, that's not a problem. Yeah. That's um, a nice we problem. We have yeah. so many connections in Hutch. I think that they would simply, you know, pro- Kept, the, the 40 grandmothers from that time being will to come together and, <laughs> go. and do it for us. There you, you know, go. Love so, it. But that's, that's got to be the part of this opening move for us is rekindling that romance with the Skywriters.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So what, my other weird question that I'm just sitting here listening to you guys describe all of this, was there any like problem being able to use the name? You know what I mean? Like somebody, somebody. What well, that was an organization that existed. You're resurrecting. Was that like? Was there
4: anything around that? Um, no, because one of the board members, Craig. Um, I don't know if I get to patented, cop- copyrighted it. Um, yeah. Copyrighted the name, and uh, um, I don't know. A few years ago, even before this, even before Jay had this idea, yeah. or anybody do it, he went out and copyrighted it. And so we owned the name, and, awesome. uh, which was good. Because, we you know, when we started digging it, we found somebody who was trying to do something that we didn't know anything about. And we had to say, no, you can't do that. You can't use the name because um, right. the name is taken. Okay. So, uh, so you know, so we, the, the governing organization now is called Skyriders Performing Arts Foundation. Because, you know, as in a lot, what a lot of cores corps are doing, you know, they're doing other things just other than drum corps. And I think one of the things we'll probably eventually be looking at is what other things in the community can we do? You know, can we do a boys and girls choir or a dance troupe in the community, whatever that might take us? Right. You know, um, to not only make us more involved in the community, but also it's a pathway to do other things. So. We'll see it. where that goes.
3: I love it. And I love that you guys are once again demonstrating that Drum Corps are great stewards to the communities, to the world. They're offering – like so. everybody that comes on and talks to me is sharing their expertise – that they use in the drum corps world with everybody wants everybody to do better. This is another example of that, where you guys are giving back to the community, the the very smart, talented, um, educated people in the world of drum corps are giving back and helping everybody. And band directors, I hope you're listening to that because they are here to help you help your students do better. And we all want to support each other in this way. Okay, I'm excited about this, guys. Like, I cannot wait to see what happens this coming summer. Um, even if you just have them stand in an arc and play a couple tunes, I think that's going to be a huge accomplishment. And, you know, so that's that. That's exciting that there will be a Skyriders um, performance of some sort. Um, it looks like that's your goal for this summer, so I love that very much. So, all right, anything we didn't talk about that you wanted to mention? Is there any part of this that we didn't yeah, talk about?
1: I, I think that you know there there's there have been several other attempts to resurrect the Skyriders, as I'm sure there has been for 27th Lancers or Suncoast, or there has been attempts at these things. One of our alums in Texas, I think he's with Genesis. Is he with Genesis, Dale? Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, he is he is he loved the riders and he has he marched. done yeah, he marks Chris the writers, McGonag- but he's Chris also his experience has, you know, run on with the, the Wizard of Oz stuff and variations on that. So there there has been this.
3: Oh, uh, that's the connection with Genesis and Wizard of Oz. There it is, everybody. Yeah. I didn't never make yeah. that connection. So you just, okay, keep going. Yeah. Chris, Chris Marston oh. in 93
1: or 4. Man. McGonagall, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah.
3: Very cool. Okay. Yeah, they're doing great work there. That's amazing. I, there's another. Hutch connection. There it is. Keep going.
1: Well, I, I think the, the, the big thing for, you know, Hutch is we've always been kind of pathfinders. You know, the first major big prop, I, I probably would say was us with the rainbow back in the day. Now, there's the guards were always using cool stuff, but in terms of just props, you know, and of course, who can forget the doves in 1980 that came out from behind the rainbow and then it turned into balloons because DCI wouldn't let live animals on the field anymore. Uh, Go figure. (laughs) Um, But we've always been kind of a a trendsetter. And in today's restrictive economy, where diesel fuel is through the roof and, uh, you know, just the costs have skyrocketed, you know, we are really uh, trying to learn from the the cores around us, some of the marching band experiences, again, to make it uh, affordable for the kids and to make it effective and, and entertaining for the audiences, all the while realizing that, um, you know, what we're doing is an adventure and a privilege all at the same time and, um, and, and making it work Uh, a lot. Like I said, we've had uh, two different attempted startups. They just didn't work. And part of it was because, you know, it was still born out of the same love for the writers, but it's with not a whole lot of, Understanding of the economics of how this all works. Yeah, um, and that's that's just important today. You got to know that and got to work with it.
3: All right, so <clears throat> I'm going to ask you each to say one final thing, whatever you want to leave the audience with. It, anything you want to say about the writer, skywriters or about this project or anything. I want to say, hey, okay, if you're a director, an instructor. A student and you're in this area and you can take advantage of this free wonderful education from these smart people and get up be a part of this clinic and maybe be a part of performance i hope you will really consider it get your get your kids there Um, it's like free private lesson time to make your kids better Um, and if you're an instructor go hang out and get to know these wonderful people and learn from what they're doing too i mean it's just great that you guys are giving this back to the community like this Russ, I'm going to let you go first. Anything you want to say in closing you'd like to leave people with?
2: Well, whoever's watching this, I sure hope, you know, they take to, to mind that think about, you know, because you know the drum for people are going to be watching this. That's kind of what we do here, you know. And so think about, you know, when you were young and when you got in that first core, wherever it may have been, it doesn't matter, and the experiences you had, it doesn't matter, honestly, where you placed I you know I've got friends that are in the number one and in the number thirty you know I, it doesn't matter you know everybody goes through the same journey I call I look at it you know the the experience you know the journey is what it's all about for I think most folks maybe they don't realize it right away but you know what they think about all those friendships and all those things they learn and you know and like all of us we kind of talked about just a little bit today you know it's shaped who we are. And what we're doing, and, you know, we're a bunch of old men now, you know, and we're trying to give that experience to the people, in, especially in locally in Kansas that really have had a drought of this kind of thing and have had to travel so far. So let's, you know, if you're watching this, don't feel bad about uh, trying to donate because we really want you to donate something to this because it's important. You know, I think everybody in this day and age knows how the economy is, so please think about making a donation and, and think about, you know, your experiences and why we want to do this.
3: Yeah, and a bunch of small donations add up and are mighty. Remember everybody just Google up Sky uh, skywriters performance art, performing arts foundation, or, you know, PAF.org. Dale, what would you like to leave everybody with as we finish this conversation?
4: Well, first of all, I appreciate you taking the time and, and talking to us. Um, sure. It's a, uh, the effort we put in so far has been massive and I think we're headed in the right direction. Well, I know we're headed in the right direction. Um, but we also have no illusions that, Hey, you're just not going to plop the drum corps out on the field anytime soon. It's going to take a while. And, you know, sometimes there could be two steps forward, one step back, you know, but we'll, we'll deal with that as it goes. Um, but, uh, uh the enthusiasm is there. We have to cultivate that enthusiasm and uh, get everybody on board in in, in Kansas uh, but we've made a lot of connections uh, and done stuff that we've never even did back when we we had the core in Kansas you know we're members of, of Kansas man master Associates. We never did that back then so we're trying to trying to do it the right way from the beginning and uh, and starting starting slow and uh, like I said the donations hey think about uh, you know 10 20 30 dollars a month, an ongoing donation would help, would greatly help us. It doesn't sound like much, but if you add it up over the time, that, that, that's huge to us. So um, uh, we appreciate any any help, and uh, we look forward to uh, seeing where this takes us.
3: You know, I feel like we live in this world right now where sometimes we feel powerless to really influence things. You know, like, oh, my gosh, this, these all these problems seem so big, and then what can I do? All right. Well, here's something you can do, everybody. <laughs> Let's,
4: you well, yeah, can make. You one, can make one. One real quick thing is you can also go to the website, and we have a mailing list, and you ah. put your email, put your email in there, and your name, and we will keep you updated through newsletters, and and email awesome. blasts, and uh, and stuff, uh, uh, so you know what yeah. we're doing, and you can keep. Keep tabs on us.
3: I love that you're doing that. That's fantastic. Okay. That's what I'm going to do when I sign off is I'm going to go sign up for that newsletter. Jay, you're going to get the final word. What would you like to say as we go?
1: You know, this, this is, this is about the kids and us giving them this opportunity for an experience that all four of us have shared with different groups, maybe, but have shared. There's something about getting on a bus full of smelly people so excited about the performance you just had that uh, will change a person. It, it just will, and that's what we're about: is giving these these students this new lease on their musical life. And it is. It's SkyridersPaf.org. Dale and I were talking about this. I would challenge listeners: uh, twenty-four dollars in twenty-four. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and um, and just know that. You know, all all of our major alumni who are clinicians, they they donate their feedback to us. So they're not we're not paying them, uh, you know, the kind of fees that they get normally to do stuff like this, because they believe in this project too. And my hope is that everyone else can believe in this project and see really a new chart chart uh, 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 path charted for drum corps and the Skyriders.
3: So yeah, amazing. Okay. So the second thing I'm going to do, first, I'm going to sign up for the newsletter. The second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go into the vault and pull out all my, I have my DCI DVDs, right? You know, like I have that collection and I'm going to pull out that unbelievably special 1986 with of Oz shows. I want to watch that again. And then I'm probably going to pull out 83 because I want to hear that home on the range arrangement one more time. That was just so groundbreaking. Uh, and. God knows how long I'll be watching Skywriters videos tonight. But anyway, I think this is, I'm very excited about this. As a Drum Corps fan, I love that you guys are doing it. It sounds like you're doing it very smart. There's a very sort of, you're setting the foundation. You have this this growth plan in place. We can all get excited about it and support as we can. So Jay and Dale and Russ, thank you for talking to me. This was super fun. Thank you. Thanks, Jay, for having us. Find hours of podcasts, video interviews, and webinar conversations about Drum Corps International at marchingartseducation.com. Just click on DCI in the main menu to find hours of interviews and videos with the top designers, instructors, and administrators in Drum Corps. The Marching Roundtable is proud to be an official media partner of Drum Corps International. Thanks again to the sponsor of this podcast, Fred J. Miller Incorporated, found at fjminc.com slash roundtable. This is your host, Tim Hinton, the Beast of the Marching Arts. Find out more about me at beastofthemarchingarts.com. And check out my new paranormally-themed bed and breakfast, the Phantom History House, at phantomhistoryhouse.com.
0: If you're a business that works with band directors, marching bands, color guards, or drum lines, you should sponsor podcasts at the Marching Roundtable. Our listeners are the exact audience you're trying to reach. And with thousands of podcast downloads each month, it's a great way to directly reach your target audience. For more information, click on the sponsorship opportunities link at marchingroundtable.com or email Tim at tim at marchingroundtable.com. You can grow your business and help support what we're doing here on the podcast.